0: Welcome to Wednesday One Shots, a new series where we share a bonus story to help get you through that midweek slump. This week we have a story from a listener that goes by the name of Mavo Tav. I was a 20-year-old college student when this happened. I'm 5'3", no more than 120 pounds. I was working nights at an upscale restaurant close to my school as a food runner. My work uniform was the complete opposite of sex appeal. I had to wear those ugly kitchen-approved non-slip shoes with dark blue jeans from Abercrombie and a white button-up shirt that was required to be dry-cleaned with extra starch. Needless to say, I wasn't catching any looks. Not that I wanted to. At the time, I had been dating someone for over a year. One night, this guy came into the restaurant and he sat down at the bar area to eat, He was in his 40s and had come in with two other men. I happened to be the person assigned to deliver the food to the bar patrons that night. We were always pretty busy, so I didn't pay too much attention to him, and nothing uncomfortable happened that night. Then, this man became a regular at the restaurant. Sometimes he would come in with other people, but most of the time, he drank and dined alone. Eventually he started to strike up a conversation with me anytime that he was around the bar. He asked me, where are you from? What do you want to do when you graduate? Things like that. This job wasn't my first gig in a restaurant, so by this point, I had plenty of men trying to flirt with me. Most people in the food industry will tell you it's the flirty customers that leave the best tips. He started requesting that only I deliver his food, which is when he became a problem. It was strange, but I had customers specifically request for me before. When I had to attend other guests, he would still wave me down from across the restaurant just to chat with me. I began to notice that he would watch my every move for my entire shift. He would sit at the bar for hours, nursing his drink and leering at me. He started hugging me anytime I delivered the food to him. At 20 years old, I was too timid and afraid of making a scene to ask this man, who was twice my age, not to touch me. With each hug, his hand would glide lower down my back. I was very creeped out by him, so I spoke to a coworker. I found out he would only show up at the restaurant whenever I was scheduled to work. Whenever he was around, I would rush to the parking lot as soon as my shift ended just to get away from him. One night... I dropped off his food when he told me that it was his birthday. I congratulated him and then tried to turn away, but he kept talking. He said that his friends were supposed to celebrate with him at his apartment, but cancelled at the last minute, so he would have to go home and celebrate all alone. I was picking up exactly what he was putting down. I decided that playing dumb was my best course of action. I told him that I was sorry to hear that and again tried to leave. He decided to be more direct. He said that I was more than welcome to come over to his apartment and hang out. He even suggested that maybe we watch a movie together. I quickly said that I couldn't that night and continued with my shift. The next night, my admirer was there again, but I managed to avoid him for my whole shift. I still made sure to run to the parking lot as soon as my workday ended. I heard him call out my name as I left, but I pretended not to hear him. The next thing I knew, he was running down the pavement after me. It was late, and there weren't a lot of people around. I thought that it was better to stop and talk to this persistent man rather than have him follow me to my car and see which vehicle I drove. He asked me why I didn't come and say hi to him. I didn't want to anger him, as there weren't any witnesses around, so I just told him I had a pretty busy night. He then proceeded to place his hand on my shoulder and run it down my arm all the way to my wrist, then held on to it. He said that he knew I wanted to work for the government after I graduated school, and he said that he knew some people that were pretty high up. He said if I allowed him, he could talk to them to get me a job. He then looked in my eyes and then stared at my chest. I knew I had to get away from him but he was still gripping my wrist tight. I told him that I was flattered and said that I would see him next time I was at work. Satisfied that I didn't outright say no, he let go of me and watched as I walked away. I continued walking past my car until I saw that he had gone back into the restaurant. I was shaken but too afraid to tell my parents because I didn't want my dad to overreact. The guy hadn't technically done anything wrong except for being a massive creep. Well, I told my manager the next day, making sure to include how this man followed me outside. I said that I was uncomfortable with him being at the restaurant. My manager told me that this customer had spent a lot of money at the restaurant, and he couldn't be kicked out since nothing happened inside. I asked if I could at least stop serving the bar area, but my manager said I was expected to work where I was assigned. I was appalled, but I stuck the job out since the semester was almost over. I spent the rest of my time working there, looking over my shoulder. I ignored this creepy man as best as I could. I told one of my male coworkers what happened and he took all of the orders from the bar area for me, and he would even take his break when it was my time to go home, just so I didn't have to walk out to my car by myself. I'm lucky nothing ever physically happened to me. Even six years later, I'm still filled with this immense dread writing this. I'm angry at myself for thinking that it was my fault. To my coworker who believed in my fear, thank you so much. To my manager who picked a creep with money over the safety and well-being of an employee, you're disgusting. And to the creep who could quote-unquote help me get my dream job, let's not ever meet again. You know, I'm always amazed at the number of businesses with managers that put the almighty dollar above the safety of their crew members. For example, scheduling young teenage girls to work and close up a coffee shop alone late at night because having two employees close up together would cost too much money. I know running a business is tough work, especially in this day and age, but if you can't afford to provide a safe work environment for the kids you've chosen to hire, That probably means you shouldn't be running a business in the first place. I worked customer service jobs my whole life up until podcasting, and I can't say that I ever worked for a company where the safety of the employees was their top priority. It's a sad state of affairs, but it just means that there are more people out there that need to hear these stories, like the ones you hear on the podcast. I had a guy threaten to assault me at the shop I was working in maybe six or seven years ago. I called my boss and I told him the story and he said just to relax and call the police if I felt like I was in danger, then just hung up the phone and went on with his day. The guy was literally stalking me sitting in front of the store my entire shift. There was zero security in the area and the cops did nothing but ask for a description. Sometimes it feels like nobody is looking out for you. Just like the authorities always say in these stories, there's nothing I can do because they haven't physically harmed you yet. Well, even after the guy chased me to my car, the cops still did absolutely nothing, even though I was able to provide them with his phone number, address, and previous employment information because guess what? He applied for a job earlier that day at my store. Yeah, because I wouldn't give him an interview on the spot, he threatened me in front of a store full of customers then stalked me all day. It's truly a bizarre world out there. Everyone, try to enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll see you Sunday night for another episode of Let's Not Meet. Stay safe.